Hey guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. All right, folks, here we go for seminars. Next seminar up, August 11th through the 13th, then October 13th through the 15th, and finally rounding out 2023, December 8th through the 10th. For camps on the list, we have a new workshop for personal trainers that's going on September 23rd in Katy, Texas at Starting Strength Katy. That's for fitness professionals that want to learn more about starting strength, the principles, the methodology, how to incorporate this into your practice, and also teach one another the five-step deadlift setup and coaching people through the deadlift. Rip will be coming down for that. There is an opportunity to get a discount, so see the link for details. For self-sufficient lifter camps on the list, September 16th in Wichita Falls and September 23rd in Omaha at Testify Strength and Conditioning. We do have a squat camp added to the list. That's October 7th in Queens, New York. And then still some spots available for the press and bench press camp in Long Island on September 23rd. For squat and deadlift camps with spots available, July 15th in Indianapolis, Starting Strength Indianapolis, August 12th in Greenville, South Carolina, and August 26th in Tampa at Starting Strength Tampa. For three lift camps covering the squat, press, and deadlift with spots, July 22nd in Brussels, Belgium, Brussels Barbell. Two going on in Vancouver, Canada, July 29th and July 30th, back-to-back. -back. And then finally, September 2nd, just added this one, Dublin, Ireland. And just to review for Starting Strength Gyms, the top five cities where we are looking to put gyms are going to be Arlington, Virginia, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Jacksonville, Florida, and Kansas City, Missouri. For more information on what locations we have going, what locations are already on the books, what locations are available, head over to startingstrengthgyms.com and check out the locations tab to learn more. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. It is uh, that time again, and it is time for you to listen to us entertain you for, oh, what, hour, 15, hour and a half, whatever it turns out right. to be. Yep. We don't ever, you know, we don't know how long it's going to go. We don't have a clock. We can't really tell time, in fact. We just kind of talk till everything's already been said and then we turn everything off and go home yeah but you know today i have no idea how long it'll go i've got some you know questions here this is what we call a paper q a uh the paper q a fucking bok choy <laughs> hey, little butthole he won't just do as he's told well shit on him <laughs> Just to go inside the boobs. <laughs> All right. It's never bad. Now, for a chicken, <laughs> that might be a problem <laughs> since they're not, you know, mammals and shit. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Now, paper QA, and we're going to go through our normal procedure here. And that normal procedure starts with. A little segment we like to call 
comments, comments from, from the haters. The haters. <laughs> this is pretty. It's pretty bad this week. Yeah, like bad as. Of course, mean, I say that all the time. Bad as in mean, or bad as in like these, oh, these just aren't good. These people are not capable of being mean. They're just <laughs> like here, for example, if er staring at the floor, <laughs> er not squatting correctly. It's in uppercase. Er. Er. <laughs> er. <laughs> That's how they. That's how they type these days. Kids these days, huh? right? All right. And here's a comment on uh, Gillenwater. Why is Gillenwater's podcast? And we don't. We shouldn't even have comments from Gillenwater's podcast. That's <laughs> fun to make fun of him. Yeah. All right. Gillenwater is about a, about as exciting as a root canal. See, that's funny to me. That's good. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Notice that's how good. I'm barely containing my. My mirth here. Uh, all right. Well, Rusty, oh. ass fuck. Oh man, you ready? <laughs> Rusty looks like a combination of Jack White and Jim Carrey <laughs> as Robotnik from the Sonic Hedge Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, that's great. That's great. That was creative. I don't understand least. any uh, of those yeah. references because I'm. That's great. Because I'm 67. I don't. I don't see Jim Carrey in me. Sonic the Hedgehog. Jim Carrey as Robotnik. As Robotnik. Robotnik. That's saying I just don't see that. Yeah. Did you see that movie? Uh, I did. Yeah. It's a kids movie. Yeah, it was a kids movie. Completely missed it. Yeah. That's. It was cute. How will I ever recover? Just a giant hole in my cultural awareness. Just take comfort. It can never be filled. Just take comfort in knowing that it looks like Rusty. All right. (laughs) Yes. All right. I can do that. Easily enough. All right, here's some quit putting your plates on the bar the wrong way. And uh, somebody says, and then he put the plate on the bar backward. <laughs> well, this is That's this nice. is my favorite one so far. This is a trap bar, of course. Yeah. Yep. Right. And it says, I'll try to simulate the. The, uh, the accent that no doubt goes with this comment. Oh, Mark, <laughs> do shut up. You're such a bore. It's pretty good. <laughs> a sophisticated hater. It is sophisticated. <laughs> such a bore. <laughs> man, it's the first time I've been called a bore in quite some scathing, time. scathing, man. It wow. Is, man. <laughs> you have any idea how bad this makes me feel? <laughs> I don't think you do. All right, here's one. Uh, Commenting on the squat. Looks wrong to me. The hips shoot up way too far before he pushes up with his back. Mm. Ed Cohen's advice is way better for me. Mm-hmm. There it is. Might be. Looks wrong to me. <laughs> no, this one's just too stupid to even read, man. All right, now. Let's, all right, here's the barbell row with Mark Ripto. It says, looks like we're having McD's for lunch again, LOL. 
I think that's a fat comment. It is. Must be a belly <laughs> remark. You know, I eat every once in a while at McDonald's. Sure, there's nothing wrong with that. I get four double cheeseburgers and throw the buns away. So I got a big stack of meat about like that. Yep. It's not bad. Yep. You I have know. more expensive tastes. I, I get two double quarter pounders and throw the bun away. <clears throat> they do something. Those to that. are better. Me- it's better. They do meat. something to that meat. No, it's better meat. They I sear promise it. You they it sear it better. But it's expensive. The, the it's be- thirteen. It bucks. is a bunch of money. The, <laughs> yeah. But the best thing in the place. Well, and that's probably a little bit more meat than the four double. I think so. Double yeah. cheeseburger. The best thing in the place is a fucking fillet of fish. <laughs> Man, I love that filet fish. fish. Is pretty good. It's like a it's like a donut with some fish with some in it. Fish flavor, fish fish flavor donut. Yeah, God, that, that sounds the American the American cheese is genius on there. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it really just is. all works, you know. Yeah, yeah, it just works. It's underappreciated. The bun the the, the bun know, is different too. I think. I think it is. Yeah. I think mean, it's a little bit different bread, yeah. but uh, yeah, there's something about that that's just good. But, they had a double you know, for a while. You remember that double fillet of fish? They still have it. Oh, do they? It's not on the menu, but it's in the it's cash register. Menu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can order a double fillet. Well, if, of fish. if you go to the little screen, shit, man, you could you could have all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've never. You I've never use the screen. Not going to do it. I do the screen. Yeah, if we're I'm if I'm in if I'm driving through Childress, I'm not talking to those people. They don't even want to. <laughs> they don't even want to come up to the desk. No, they, to, you'd, you'd yeah, probably so, be better off in, in Childress talking yeah, to the screen. I just do the screen. That's true. <clears throat> All right. Uh, this one is trap bar again. Total BS works better for anyone with back issues. I'm a body builder. This works better than barbell. Mm. I am a bodybuilder. He uh he is a he I spells am, like a bodybuilder. M it's I am <laughs> I no am. apostrophe. No capital M, either. M a body builder. Oh good. Okay. Two words. <laughs> yeah. This works better than barbell. Okay. I'm sure glad these, you know, high-end, <laughs> you know, typists are. <laughs> well, he's using his coming. mom's iPad, you know. <laughs> Could be. All right, here's one uh, that I was worried I wouldn't be able to carry my granddaughter. What was that about? Oh, I think that's a some kind of case study. Yeah, some is kind it? of uh, yeah, from right. the from the gyms. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that form is horrible. Starting strength is horrible. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Here's a grandmother lifting weights, and this idiot is complaining about her form. Oh shit. <laughs> He's watching this inspiring story and just getting pissed. <laughs> just getting pissed. And all he can think about is Jesus Christ. What horrible form. <laughs> she needs to be in suit and wraps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. All right, here's the last one. This is learning the squat, starting strength method. Who TF squats looking at the floor? People that don't want to fall down. <laughs> They really hate that. They really do. It really makes them upset. You Out know, of all the they things. Think you're supposed to look up. Yeah. You got to look up to go up. Go up. Look up. Looking at the up, floor. Up, up, up. Right? Man. Up. There's only one way. It's up. Yeah. Or something. 
I don't yeah. know. I, you know, man, how many people go out in the fucking garage and pick up a box of heavy <laughs> shit in the garage Look up. while looking up at the ceiling? <laughs> Well, when a barbell is involved, even understand what the <laughs> when a barbell is involved, it's it's completely it's, it, different. Everything's different. Everything's bar- different. Totally right. different. Yeah. <laughs> Happens all the time. Okay. Uh. And that concludes this week's uh, episode. Did we decide whether it was an installment or an episode. It's not an episode. It's not the, the whole not thing. The whole thing. The whole thing's an, it's episode. an episode. Yeah. This is just an installment. installment. Yeah, or segment. Segment. I like segment. Makes us feel like the news is mm-hmm. a segment. This is right. a segment. Or like Johnny Carson or something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> of comments, comments. From, from, from the haters. Lovely. I'm really jealous so of y'all's t-shirts. So entertaining. Real jealous of y'all's t-shirts right now. Yeah, it's unfortunate that the uh, starting strength Austin people don't like Rusty. <laughs> Didn't send a shirt for him. They know more about him than we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kathy got one. Really? Yeah. Kathy got one. Rip, I got Rip one. Rip got one. Carmen get one. I'm getting on Carmen's there. got one probably. I'm sending them an, um, um, an Instagram Send him a hate letter. <laughs> I, bet he, I bet he sent one to Brie, too. Send him a, get a flame Oh, you know Brie got one. Flame war. That's what you want to do. A flame, flame war. war. Flame war. Scorched Didn't we earth. We used to do that on the <laughs> scorched. internet. Yeah, you used to flame. You get, get it in a flame war. Flame war. It's a good looking shirt. It was Austin good. that sent it to you? It's a hell of a good looking shirt. Yeah. Bullshit. And on the back, there's a map of the state of Texas with the locations of the gyms right. on the map. Yep. Little star next to God inch. damn, that's cool. Yeah. That's just cool, isn't it? That's very cool. You know, there's yeah. more starting strength gyms in Texas than there are anywhere else in the country. In the and world, even. And that's as it should be. As it should be. As it should be. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Now. We got a Jew on standby. We've got another thing we've got to do here today. We do this occasionally. Sometimes we don't do it. But every time we have an opportunity to... Uh, learn something about these people we will ask a jew learn something about these people yes <laughs> i don't think you're allowed to call them these people i think that minorities find that well, offensive if, look, if you ask them they'll tell you they're different sure well it, no so what is wrong with me saying these people it, no nothing nothing's nothing. wrong with it no, just, i'm not saying anything's wrong with that i'm saying good. it's perceived I don't care how it's perceived. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. All right, let me see if I can get one. I'm going to... See, just find one. Yep. (laughs) Just find a Jew. 1-800-CALL-A-JEW. See who answers. I bet it's Glenn... 1-800-GILLINWATER. I bet it's Ray. Shalom. Oh, it sounds like Ray. (laughs) Sounds like... Must be Ray. Sounds just like Ray. Ray's a Jew. Thank you. All right. What are you doing? I'm uh, sitting in my office, typing on my noisy keyboard, listening to my neighbor yell on the phone. Well, not suing anybody. You're not not yet. Not suing young. anybody. You're not uh, changing the weather. Could you do something about the the heat over here? You kick Probably. that kick that up the chain. 
he traced it all the way back. Oh, oh, you're asking if I can do something about it. Yeah. We've, we've probably done something about it. <laughs> Whether or not we can fix it, I'm not sure. Well, we've done something about it. There's no doubt about it. We've single-handedly made it 106 in Wichita Falls, Texas. Because that yep. never happens. No, no, no. no. That, that, that never happens. <clears throat> it's never happened before, ever. And therefore, it's... Highly unusual. Global it's, warming it's is global. real. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Let, ne, never mind if that we've had... you get the, people to forget about 1980, yeah. then everything <laughs> makes sense. Even though we've 1980. had like... 1980. <laughs> all right. Let me tell you about 1980. All right. 1980 was... I had moved to Colorado in April of 1980. About May of, color, of, of 1980, it got... 100 degrees in Wichita Falls, and it was 100 degrees every day in Wichita Falls until October oh, about shit. the 5th. Six no months, five months? Shit. And it was all of May. Were you gone that whole time? I was gone the whole time. Smart. Well, not the whole time. Yeah. Here, I'll tell you what happened. We, <laughs> we, we kept, I had my dog with me. All yeah. right. So we're up in Canyon City, and I finally found a job up there, and, uh, uh, and it's hot up there too, but it's not, you know, they're all complaining about how hot it is. And I'm going, what the, yeah. you know, what are y'all women? What's the hell's the deal here? You know, <laughs> it's not, it's 85 degrees and they're all falling on the, on the sidewalk, you know? And, uh, and I, so, uh, it got, you know, it got to the point where the dog was a giant ass problem. I had to bring him home. Now it had been a hundred degrees every day. Yep. Without pause. And it was well in excess of 100 days in a row. I think one day during that during June, it might have dropped down to 98 once or twice or something like that. But it was 100. It was horrible. It was horrible. Everything was dead. Everybody's trying to kill everybody else. It was just it, it was it was it was bad. And so in July, I had to take the dog home. So I got in the car about nine or ten that night when i got through working with the dog in the truck and i i drove to wichita falls and i rolled in to electra at about dawn that morning so it's about six o'clock and it was 92 degrees yeah, damn. <clears throat> that's just that's all it did cooled off right all it had cooled off. And I went over to my parents' house, and they've got a, a window unit, you know. These two old people are in there with a window unit trying to not be dead, you know. It's 88 in there. It's, it's probably 80. Yeah, it was it was 84 or 5 in the, in the house. Right. And, uh, you know, the dog's dying and shit, and bring him in and, you know, let him lay in the floor and stuff. I'm going to give him to a buddy of mine. That afternoon, that was the day that it got to 118 at the base and 120 at Channel 3. It's the all-time record high for Wichita Falls. And this is 1980. Cars had just barely been invented. (laughs) Right? It couldn't have been global warming. Right? So... You know that's the that's the history of climate change here in Wichita Falls. 
You know, and you know when it gets hot like that, everybody goes global warming, global warming. And when it freezes its ass off in the winter, nobody says anything about anything at all ever. Well, that's why it's climate change now, right? Well, we we've had one of the wetter summers I think I've ever experienced. This has been the easiest spring, yeah, I remember. Yeah. You know, it was getting down in the sixties mm-hmm. as recently as two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. But, you know, here we are. Well, it's been raining its ass off, too. The, yep. it, the weather indicates climate change when they want it to. And the weather yep. indicates nothing when they don't want it to. Yep. Right? And the fact that we can't predict the weather 36 hours in advance does not mean that we're absolutely certain about what the weather's going to be in 100 years. Yep. It's extremist. Uh, this is so tiresome. God almighty. It's also extremist. It, it's, it's, it's like we're all stupid. Almost. Right? It's more okay. convenient, though. All right. I, I, heard, I heard before before you asked the question, I heard something interesting today, which you might like. All right. That was a podcast with Lex Friedman and Mark Andreessen. Who's a venture capitalist, Silicon Valley guy? Is Lex Friedman a Jew too? Um, he's awfully Jewy. I'm going. I'm going to go with a yes on that. I bet one, he is. Not sure. I bet yeah. he, if he's not, he ought to be. <laughs> is right. Jewy a technical term? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty precise. Except that they say not us. We oh, can't okay. say. We can't. Oh, sorry. We can't say. <clears throat> sorry. Right. Like it's like the N word. Um, oh, right. I'm so uh, sorry. Actually, we don't, we don't get sensitive about that stuff. You can call us whatever names you want. We're oh. supposed to be the ones with a sense of humor. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, Got it. Well, I mean, but uh, but. You know, so Jackie Green and guy shit, says, you know. says that Maury if, Amsterdam, if, if, he was a Jew. He was if funny. it has anything to do with the model, it's not science. Right. And if you think about that for a second, that that that's exactly correct. It's that it anything to do with the model, it's not science. So let's just stop and and call it what it is. It's a belief, and I don't need to have your beliefs because mine are different than yours. You're talking about climate models, right? Climate, yeah. If, if anything, climate if models if are. In any any field of endeavor that is based on modeling, computer modeling of that sort, is flawed. Yep. Uh, like epidemiology. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine, you know, a couple of years ago said, "Why? What is wrong with? What's the problem with epidemiology?" And I said, "Their entire discipline is based on computer models, mm-hmm. and uh, just like climate." It's not climate change. It's based on computer models. And what if if we don't know anything else at all about computer models, we do know one very important thing. They fail to account for all the variables because they can't account for all the variables because they don't even know what the variables all are. Yep. And anything that proceeds from a computer model like that is wrong. Yep. Well, it's, and it's if all it's right, it's right by accident. They're, they're tools that, that are misappropriated. They're, they're misused. Right. Tools that are yes. being misused. Yes, absolutely. Because <clears throat> they're not even very good tools. Yep. It's like using a, uh, a shovel to make a cake. It's the wrong tool. Yeah. Right? Yep. Get dirt all over the cake. <laughs> you know? Icing all over the fucking shovel. It's just, you know, it's not good. Yeah. All right, so here's the question I had today. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? Ready. What is the deal with Jewish holidays? Why are there so goddamn many of the things 
And what do y'all do <laughs> on Jewish holiday? Yeah, because they don't travel, they don't work, they can't attend they, things. They do the same thing they do on the Sabbath. Just, yeah. just sit just around in the house. Extended periods of, t- of time, like a whole month. Like October is out for all Jews. Yeah, in October my, in my you don't get a, you can't a do fucking anything. thing done. Yeah. In October. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, it's not that we have so many holidays. It's that you people have holidays <laughs> as well, and they're different from our holidays. So ah. if you combine them together, it seems like a lot of holidays. Well, I guess that's true, you know. Yeah. If you quadruple the number of holidays by adding yours to ours, then that's a bunch of holidays. This is like what people that work for the federal government say. Like, we have the right. same holidays as you. We just are off work. We're just we're we just have being paid more. to not work yeah. on those holidays. Yeah, we have you pay more. us not to work. Right, right. You <laughs> you pay <laughs> us not to work. Have a barbecue. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but our holidays are pretty serious. You know, when I was uh, just a little kid. We had a fast for 24 hours once a year. That that's not even the, the the hardest part. The hardest part is observing the Sabbath every single Saturday, Friday night through Saturday night. No driving, no working. You can't even carry something outside. No uh, getting no anything fire. accomplished. Nope. No nope. thinking. <laughs> you can think, just no working. The, how um, how how are you all so productive over the? They do a lot on the other six days. Oh, is it, is, it, is well, that what so, it is? So first of all, we're extremely bright. Um, <laughs> right. Now, now, in his defense, that's a, you know. The, it's true. The, the, the demographic data does show that the Jewish race is of uh, higher intelligence than, uh, for example, Nick. <laughs> we don't have the best physical attributes on average. No, you guys had this fucking big nose in the way. <laughs> Right, see I've you coming. They're shit, sick all the time. You know, sick all the time. My, my can't, can't work, but six days a week. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that has something to do with it. Maybe. <laughs> it's a wear and tear on the body. <laughs> They're not in but, shape. Uh, they don't work in the, the Sabbath is actually a really good idea, especially in the age of just constant stimulation. So um, even though I'm not a practicing Jew, it's going to be something my family and I kind of loosely observe, which is just like, hey, once a day, let's hang out as a family. And stop being distracted all day, you know? What do you do? Just look at the baby all day or what? <laughs> well, oh, that's most of it, yeah. But, you know, drive around, take the girls out. I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I, you know, I don't, don't, I'm not accusing you of doing anything wrong. I'm just saying, <laughs> what, what, do, you know, what do you do? <laughs> yep. Just, is there, uh, is there, a, a, is there a prescribed way of doing things on the, on the, on the uh, Sabbath? Because, some of some people can drive, some can't, right? So it just depends on how observant you are. Who can drive are. on the Sabbath? Can nobody drive on oh. the Sabbath? It, so you just open up the can of worms here. Jews can't agree. Oh anything. no, <laughs> all, all, we never do that. All, all, all we do is argue, you know. So there's like <laughs> that's why it makes such good lawyers. There's the way things are supposed to be. Um, then there's the interpretation of that. And then there's people applying that for their own conveniences. But according to the tradition I was raised in, no Jew is supposed to do any of that stuff. On, they're supposed to fully observe it. Mm. You got to go to services Friday night, light the candle, say the prayer. You got to do services Monday morning, or sorry, Saturday morning, services Saturday afternoon, services Saturday night, all kinds of candles, all kinds of prayers, special food. There is just a rule for everything. Just 
we love our rules. We love our details. Um, we like to quibble and argue and equivocate. So it just fits our culture perfectly. Does this have something to do with the fact that most bureaucrats are Jews? You know what's interesting? I think I'm going to get myself in trouble here. Because um, <laughs> I haven't already done that, right? There's a there's a <laughs> cultural there's a cultural aspect I've I've noticed, which may just not be specific to my culture. It may just be that I've noticed it because I'm in it, where it seems like there's a desire to control other people's behavior, which uh, oh, which oh. in my mind is evil. You don't find yeah. that anywhere else. No, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't I, happen just, anywhere. That's a specific Jewish characteristic. <laughs> like For if, example, if, the if, Chinese they don't do that. They don't do that. <laughs> Christians yeah. definitely don't. Do that. Christians never do. So it's, yeah. prob- it's probably a human thing, right? But but it's just it's ex- it's extremely pervasive at every level of the culture, and uh, you know we're the smart ones, which means we're in power. So there you go. You're better at it. There you yeah. have it. Yeah. You've mastered mastered the uh, the the practice of controlling other people. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if the Jewish hit squad ever comes and gets you, we're uh, we're sorry. You know. Yeah. Thank you. They're. they're uh, <laughs> Most of them are pretty cool and know how to laugh, but there's some real sensitive ones that get pissed off easily. So, yeah. Um, but man, gals like this, like Walensky gal, they don't they don't do us any favors. The CDC, she's I don't know if she's Jewish, but that's a that's a Jewy last name, you know. <laughs> there's that word again, Rochelle Walensky. You know, the only redeeming characteristic of that vicious bitch is that she's not bad looking. You know. Yeah. You she, probably never she, noticed that because of her personality, but she's not bad-looking girl. She will go up in front of the Senate and with a straight face in, in present day suggest that the COVID vaccine is, is safe suggested and safe and effective for oh, children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus well, fucking Christ. Richard Maddow says the same thing probably still to this day. It's It looks right. like you're right in the eye like you're a three-year-old. It's safe yep. and effective. Just take it. Just do it, okay? It's for your own good. It's safe and effective. You fucking idiots. You know, she leaves that out, but that's, you know, that's understood. Yep. It's understood she means that. All right. Well, that's probably enough exposure to Judaism for one day. So uh, uh, I thank our guest, Ray Gillenwater, for being here. On this week's installment of Ask the Jew. Thank you, Ray. See you guys. All right, now, now that that tedium is passed, all right, it's now time for us. To read this week's questions from you you are faithful followers what if, what is in there a, a little cadre of people out there that refer to people that actually like our method is is no there's a it's not nut swingers anymore nut it's, huggers is one of is it nut, nut huggers nut now huggers. yeah nut that's huggers. Right? nut huggers nut swingers nut huggers yeah yeah acolytes <laughs> Nah, disciples. It's too many syllables. I've seen that. Disciples. It's only three syllables. Yeah, it's too many. Nut huggers is three syllables. Yeah, but it, it, it feels like two. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
too. I get it. I get it. I understand. I like that one. That was a good dad joke. All right, now. It's just, I haven't read these. I hadn't previewed them. If they're real bad, I want you guys to understand, if these are real bad and I get into it and we can't use it, you won't ever know. It'll just be a short show. It'll be a short show because we'll edit it out because I don't want to look like an idiot for having read your idiot-ass question. (laughs) All right? When you make me look bad, it goes away. By the way, these are all from our biggest fans, right? These are all, these are network questions, right? Yeah, from our biggest fans, so... So, Boriska Ravasilev. Here's a Slavic name. How is that guy uh, allowed on the network? His name's too long. You got two V's in it. Yeah. You got two V's in your name, you're a Slav. It's another way of saying slave. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Hello, Here's Rip, Rusty, Nick, and Bree, wherever she is. What? Where's Bree been? Where? Hello, Rip, Rusty, Nick, and Bree, wherever she is. I didn't even notice she was gone. How do you tell she's gone? Yeah. The, the fans let us know. Oh. They, <laughs> they, they, tell wonder, us. they wonder where she is. <laughs> Please have a discussion on how left-right bone structure asymmetry affects the general barbell movement. Consider my personal example as a starting point. I've got about 20 degrees difference in tibial torsion picture of this my feet point in different directions below the knees my hips open differently when i squat and deadlift but i do not pay attention to this my torso twists slightly to keep me in balance also my elbows have a 15 20 degrees difference in their carrying angle as well damn this affects my press bench press my deadlift because it seems to increase the moment arm between the shoulder and the wrist Uh, all right, let me, before I get too much further into this wall of text here. All right, there are very, very few perfectly symmetrical human beings. So everybody has got a little bit of asymmetry because of either congenital malformations like your situation here, which would probably justify your sterilization, or it could be due to injury. You know, something like that. At any rate, uh, a little bit of asymmetry is, you know, you just have to learn to work around it. So if you've got a tibial torsion, then your stance is going to fix that. All right? Uh, Whether the thing is out or in, you adjust that foot to the torsion, which means that if somebody comes up and looks at your stance, it's going to look wrong to them, but for you, it will be absolutely correct. And the 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 correction you make on the stance is to level the stress on the pelvis, so that the pelvis stays straight all the way down and all the way up. All right, because all that hip extension stuff is generating the most of the force of the squat and the pelvis has to be loaded evenly for that to continue to occur successfully and for you to not have any low back problems 
which will uh, mean that one foot is going to be turned out one more foot, or less depending on right. which direction the you twist is. You draw a line at 90 <clears throat> degrees to the barbell. Right. One of your feet is going to look yep. like that, and the other one's going to look like this. And it may or not some version there. Yeah, it may not necessarily. It, it may not. So he so he's saying twenty degrees, but that that stance asymmetry doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a twenty degree difference in the in a typical stance, right? It, he just needs to figure out what he, what his hip and his knee, how his hip and his knee moves, right? And then align his stance. Uh, align to, to his that. stance with that, and that would be his normal stance, right? Because if you've got an actual twenty degree difference in tibial torsion, this this is not correctable. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there's no shoe, there's no wrap or anything. You, you just have to correct your correct your stance so that that torsion does not get expressed in hip movement. Everybody understands that, right? right. Doesn't that and usually come with a with a really flat foot too? Sometimes that, that kind of torsion. Does. Sometimes it does. He didn't mention having flat yeah. feet, but you know, surely he knows if he's got a flat foot, right? Uh, elbows have 15, 20 degrees difference in carrying angle. Carrying angle pretty much goes away on a deadlift. It's uh, carrying angle is is uh, how when you have when you stand with supine hands, the angle of the forearm at the elbow is the carrying angle, and it's normal to have a some degree of carrying angle. But when you load it with a deadlift it goes away and just yep they hang straight under the load and that's not usually a problem it would be a problem if you have arm length discrepancy that's kind of a that's kind of a bad thing but that's not nearly as common as a leg length discrepancy leg length discrepancies we have a seminar of 30 people Two people are going to have a significant leg length discrepancy every fucking time. And we have shims, you know, available for them to stand on to correct this because that's a that's a bad problem. You If you squat with a leg length discrepancy and that discrepancy is uncorrected, then your pelvis is tilted at an angle. And then your lumbar discs are loaded at an angle, and that's not good. So a leg length discrepancy must be corrected, but just if it's just a torsional difference, you can fix that with uh, with a stance adjustment. All right. All right now, Tamk. Tamk. Well, it's T A M K. Tamk. Okay. Maybe it. that's Tam K. Yeah. I don't know. Tamk. How are your efforts? of acquiring personal trainers and turning them into strength coaches going was the june 25th a stacked meeting talking about the workshop last week. yeah he's talking about two days ago's workshop i guess stacked stacked maybe he meant packed because it's obvious he can't spell (laughs) all right it wasn't packed no we had uh, room for three or four more people and uh, we had what 13 showed up of 12 showed up we had a good time with them uh from what you told me though there was only a a small handful that were fans right other people heard about it somehow and right and that's exactly what i wanted to happen i wanted to see what the room would how the room would behave if the people in the room were not already bought in 
so what we spent a lot of time doing was making our case for the logic of our approach to this problem of, of strength training. And I think we did a pretty good job of that. We didn't have anybody uh, that spent a lot of time disagreeing with us in an unreasonable way. Uh, we had several people that just didn't understand. You know, I heard a lot of things about glutes not firing and, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. non-biological shit like that, you know. Well, these guys have done their job, man. Oh, yeah. We had a girl there that just, she thought when you sit for long periods of time, your hip flexors shorten. That's pretty common. Uh, I wonder where that comes from. That's a pretty from. common thing that people say. Well, Kelly uh, Kelly Starrett uh, said s- some version of that a l- whole bunch. Yeah. Um, shorten. The muscle belly actually shortens. Yeah. So I asked her. I had to ask her this three times before she realized she couldn't answer the question. What mechanism accounts for the muscle belly getting chronically, permanently shortened because of sitting in the car or sitting in a chair? Yeah. Well, I just feel as though the, the you know, the, the stretch position of the, you know, and I know that's not what I'm, no, no, no. You told me the hip flexors shortened. What makes them shorter? How do they get shorter? And then, well, but you know, I just feel as though, I was, no, 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 you still don't understand the question. You said shorter. A length discrepancy. How do you shorten a muscle belly? What do you have to do to a muscle belly to make it shorter? That doesn't involve cutting a piece of it out and sewing it back together. And she finally said, well, yeah, I see your point. So, yeah. But uh, you yeah, know, there were several several of those things. We were talking about stuff that that uh, most of these people have not heard. They're pin setters in a globo gym. They're not going to be familiar with the level of analysis that we bring to the to the science of human movement under a load. And that's that's good. I wanted to. I specifically wanted to see how they would react to it, and everybody was positive. Nobody wanted to argue with me sure. after I after I made our case for the way we do things. Uh, I think about four of them are coming to the August seminar, in fact. You know, because it, you know, people uh, that are of a little bit higher than average intelligence, people that work for themselves, typically, are interested in learning stuff that helps them at work. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we will, uh, continue doing these. We're going to do another one in Katy, Texas in September. That's on the website. And, uh, here I'll tell you what day it is. Even it is Saturday, September the 23rd. In Katy, Texas, it's Starting Strength Katy. And if you are just on a whim listening to this podcast and you're a personal trainer in a gym or you train people at home or, you know, you're doing stuff uh, in the fitness business that's not formally starting strength, this thing is for you. And 
uh, it is $295. And if you turn in uh, with your entry, you turn in uh, a personal trainer policy, an insurance policy for personal trainers, or your certification information from some other organization, there's a $100 discount. So it takes it down to 195 And this is seven contact hours that you can apply to your certification. And uh, it's uh, it'll be 10 to 6, take an hour for lunch. And I promise you, you will uh, learn a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't previously know. And we're going to deadlift in the middle of the session and uh, because I want you to see that you can, in fact, coach the barbell exercises you can learn to do this so that is uh that is uh coming up in september so if you're in the target group that we want to show up make your plans right now you can sign up on the website at startingstrength.com okay do you miss Bree during recording podcasts sometimes damn she's gone Apparently. I haven't seen her today. I haven't seen her today either. I yeah. can't remember the last time I saw her. You know? But I don't think. Now about. that you mention it, the chair is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there a chair there? <laughs> yeah, there used to be a chair. Yeah. Wait, who's smelling shit out? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> All right. Question about broken elbow <laughs> and the press. Uh, he actually spelled it like that. I trained with a person that had a bad elbow injury after which she cannot straighten one of her elbows fully during the press. It does not bother at all during the training process. What is your experience with this kind of situation? Continue training unless some problems arise or press is at 77 pounds at the moment. Well, if it doesn't bother her, how does she have a problem? Yeah, yep. It just doesn't lock out? Is, is that what he said? Well, it says she can't straighten one of her elbows fully during the press. Yeah. It, well, it, not now she can't, but yeah. it may that may go away, too. But if you if you train anybody that is an older demographic, you're going to run into this, and you have them press anyways. Yeah, it's having press. It's yeah. not a substitute for the movement no. pattern. If it's not bothering her, not hurting her, mm-hmm. why would you have her stop doing it? Yeah. I I have uh, some older clients who can't reach directly over their head. Their shoulders just don't do that, so they have to stay slightly leaned back at the top. And, you know, if that's a problem, what we do between sets is we have them hang from a bar just to stretch the shoulders out into a more vertical position, and that sometimes works over time. But if not, you know, what are you going to do? Not not press. What are you going to (laughs) do? The lockout you know, is leg extensions. Yeah. <laughs> you do hypertrophy. Yeah, <laughs> hypertrophy. What are you gonna do? Lightweight for high risk. <laughs> the lockout end is is just the you looking for the shrug. Make sure yeah. the shrug gets done, and that's right. kind of your lockout. <clears throat> yep. All right. Here, Marty Fox says, "Rip, what's your opinion on salad?" <laughs> <laughs> he just it? wants I, he just wants to be on the podcast. That's a good question. That's right. I personally haven't had one in years, except for once preceded by the words. Pasta or potato? He hasn't had a salad in years. That's what he says. What a dumbass. Salads are delicious. I love you don't salad. like salad, Marty? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? I love it. We, we, we talk about chewing we involved talk about this or all what? The time, but, uh, 
Yeah, a, a Caesar salad. Caesar salad. Caesar Dang. salad. You don't like a Caesar Delicious. salad? Fuck, I love uh, one. A wedge. You don't like a you know a wedge salad? Fuck, it's so good. I honestly don't think I've ever had a salad I didn't like. I like salad myself. Yeah, yeah if you're ever in Texas, I, the um, the Caesar salad at uh, Papa Do's. Oh good. shit! Best thing on earth. <clears throat> there is no better Caesar salad than the Papa. Well, there is. It's the one at Pappas Brothers Steakhouse. Now that's better than the one at Pop. Pelicans has great salads. <laughs> they do. They have really good. Salads. They have really good. There's nothing bad at Pelicans though. Well, uh, I make salad out of. I don't use lettuce because I think it's just a waste of money. But I make salad with broccoli coleslaw as the as the, kind of the base of the salad. So I have yeah, broccoli coleslaw and cucumbers and tomatoes and carrots and yeah you know pieces of zucchini sometimes just you know all kinds of shit and i'll i'll put uh i'll make that with uh cavender's greek seasoning and olive oil and some balsamic vinegar excellent and then i put a bunch of powdered parmesan cheese <laughs> kind of gives it some thickness you know yeah oh shit it's good marty must be thinking of just like a, a bowl of vegetables with nothing well, on. i mean Marty's if, you, if you do a salad right it's not he, uh he i mean can't possibly marty. pasta or potato salad eat a salad years. marty go to go get a caesar salad somewhere go to a steakhouse and get a caesar salad go to a steakhouse get a caesar salad yeah there's you remember the uh the last seminar you traveled to in vegas mm-hmm. we went to that uh steakhouse in the in the back room remember yeah the, the dude made the caesar salad yes there in front of the room it's excellent yeah that was great it's excellent it was really good excellent yeah he like mashed up the anchovies that was 2020 february of 2020 february. a month before the world shut before down. the world voluntarily decided to crawl inside of its own shell yeah. that's right all right now MWM, our friend from the board, says years ago, one of the common bits of bro science on various online forums was that the first of the rapid early strength gains in any training program were primarily driven by central nervous system adaptations rather than musculoskeletal growth. The idea was that the changes in the central nervous system were responsible for the novice effect or noob gains. Once your CNS adapted to lifting weights, the noob gains dried up. And he says, we know this isn't true, but is it completely wrong? How much does the CNS actually adapt to strength training? Well, how much do you think the CNS, the central nervous system adapts to strength training? I don't think it adapts very much. To anything. You ever had a to nerve anything. injury? Yeah. I, it doesn't adapt. It doesn't heal. Right. It just stays there. And some people have a more efficient nervous system than others. People with a deficient neuromuscular system will demonstrate a higher standing vertical jump than a person with an inefficient central nervous system, neuromuscular system. Okay? Now... Now, sometimes they're talking about, you know, they'll say CNS, but what they mean is that, uh, you know, as, as a result of just starting training, you get 
more motor unit recruitment just because you're requiring more force production. Yeah, and that takes, you know, it takes te- te- oh, technique uh, getting three better. Sessions. Three yeah. sessions. Technique getting learn better. How to but the, the important point is uh, people talk about this shit all the time like it's important. The, right. the, the, the thing, the deal is, how does that change anything that we do? Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't change a damn Whether your CNS ad- adapts and, or not, and whether, it, it, you know, that's responsible for quote unquote noob gains or not. It doesn't change anything about how you respond to the process that we're mm-hmm. that we're doing. Well, the stupidest thing of all is to say that hypertrophy doesn't start occurring until after neuromuscular efficiency has improved. That's look. We take a kid in the gym. He walks in. He's eighteen years old. He weighs one hundred and fifty five pounds. He's 5'11". He was 155 pounds. And we put him under the bar, and we figure out how much he can squat and press and deadlift. And we have him train, and we go up in weight on all the lifts. Over the course of a week, the fucker gains 10 pounds. Happens every time. He gains 10 pounds. How did he do that? Yeah. You know? His squat goes up 30 pounds. First week, it's not unusual at all. Deadlift goes up 45 pounds first week. Press goes up 7 or 8 pounds the first week. Bench press goes up 10, 12 pounds first week. His body weight goes up 10 pounds, if not more. In other words, the adaptations to loading are neurological and musculoskeletal. And what you ex-phys types are suggesting is that somehow the body separates those adaptations out and only indulges itself in hypertrophy after a certain period of time. After the noob gains. When, you know, (laughs) when the adaptations to load are... All of the adaptations to load are obtained by load. Okay? You don't wait to grow for three months while your central nervous system is honing itself to perfection. That's not what happens. (laughs) It's not what happens. If your trainee has not gained any weight after the first week, then he's not doing the program. He's not doing the program. And that's not unusual. You know, if you eat more and your legs get a half inch bigger the first week, and they do, you know, I, this this is uh, bodybuilding magazine bullshit. You know, it persists. It's a persistent pollutant in the environment, and it just won't go away. Yep. CNS fatigue. Now, there's another funny thing. Central nervous system fatigue. Or getting it fried. Frying your CNS. Frying, Frying your we heard CNS. That. We heard that. We hear it all the time. Barbell the, uh, training. Fries your CNS. Fries your CNS. <laughs> That's the reason you got to do hypertrophy. Yeah. Yep. Not, not fry your so CNS. So you don't fry your CNS. I know there have been times when I left the gym and I had to call someone to pull me out. Because my legs you forgot how to drive. Yeah, no, no, my legs didn't work anymore. Your, your CNS was fried. Yeah, I was like sh- shaking. You couldn't, you couldn't breathe. I, I, I was having a hard time. Your breathing was a problem. Yeah, it was a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd been bitten by a black widow spider. Mm-hmm. 
but in all my muscles. Now that is CNS fatigue, boys and girls. <laughs> Christ. Okay. All right, now, is there anything else in this question? Uh, how much does CNS actually adapt to strength training? It's not mentioned for the programming. Uh, it's just developed the ability to push themselves harder over time. So as their strength increases, their ability to express the limits of the strength by grinding against the heavy rep increases as well. Well, I don't know how you'd separate those two effects. Yeah. If you got if you get stronger, 10 pounds of workout for the first five workouts, and they go up five pounds of workout for the next six months, how do you know what part of that is central nervous system, actually neuromuscular system, and what part of it is the fact your muscles grew? Uh, are you suggesting there are two mechanisms? One that makes muscles grow and one that makes the neuromuscular system more efficient, independent of muscle growth. Because that's what you're saying, if you're saying this. And that can't happen. The stress is responded to by everything that can respond to the stress. Right. And that is neuromuscular and hypertrophic. All at the same time. Because all of those things respond in that way to the same exact stress of five pounds of workout. Yeah, right. we talk, I think we talked about... It's fun to make this complicated, but it really just isn't that fucking Well, the, the application isn't complicated. The, yeah. the mechanism by what all this adaptation is occurring may be complicated, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't change, it doesn't change the approach. No. So, so that we talked about this the other day. You know, all, People will start pulling up studies and saying, well, this says this about hypertrophy, this says this about CNS fatigue, and all this other shit. Uh, but, again, it doesn't change our process, and all of that may carry a little bit of truth. You know, it, well, and here's here's another extremely important point. Studies are wrong. Well, even if they're right, a lot of times, but, uh, right? Even if wrong. I'm right, so I'm, if I'm not going to argue right. with anybody about whether or not their study's right, what I'm going to say is I don't give a shit what your study says. Here's the here's the indicator that I'm using. Which this is, is what works, which is performance. Right. And the muscle growth that comes along with that performance, it didn't, I don't give a fuck why that happened, whether it's CNS or hypertrophy or whatever, because this that, is what that happened. doesn't change our approach. Because this is what happened, and it improved performance, and you're bigger, and you have bigger muscles, right. and you're stronger, and um, there's no need to worry about about any of this. So yeah. basically, how does it doesn't affect, matter. How does it affect what I do? How it does it affect it what I do? Yeah. The phenomenology is, yeah. if we go up five pounds of workout, we get bigger and stronger, for a long time. Right. That's the phenomenology. Mm -hmm. The mechanics of it are explainable, obviously, but they're not explainable if the study doesn't do that methodology. Right. Now, this is terribly critical. You, you try to determine the effects that a leg extension has on thigh girth over a three-week period and you say one method works and another method doesn't? Yep. Like rep schemes? There's never been a bigger waste of time. But it's, that kind of shit happens all the time. Sure. And, you know, that, that makes the study irrelevant because yep. it's wrong. Right. Right? You can pull studies up that show anything you want them to show. The only thing we're concerned about is that when we bring somebody into the gym and we teach them to squat deadlift, press, bench press, power clean correctly. 
and we go up in weight uh, at a at a rate that is fast enough to challenge their ability to recover, but that that is not so so great a rate of increase that they can't adapt to it, then what always happens if they'll eat and sleep, what always happens is they get big and strong. And six months later, you won't recognize the kid. It's a dramatic change in physical appearance and physical performance, a dramatic change. Now, if you want to deal with the cellular mechanisms by which that happens you go right ahead that's not my field of expertise and it's not an interest of mine what i'm interested in is the correct process to apply to that kid so that these things happen but you know we've got a whole industry involved in right referring back to shitty studies and trying to make those studies because they're science, you know? Yep. They're science. Make that apply to what we do in a weight room. So you can have evidence-based. Evidence-based evidence-based training. training practice. That essentially means that Doesn't, we could do whatever you want, client. Whatever you want right. to do is evidence-based. We're an evidence-based practice. Oh, yeah. you mean you don't get anything accomplished, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of been a problem. So, <laughs> so anyway. Oh, there was an interesting thing over the weekend. Um, you know the, the uh, Brett Contreras the glute guy yeah so he made a he he uh he had a part in putting together some study about the uh because his thing is the is the glute bridge or yeah. the, the hip whatever they call it right, right? that little thing he sells uh con, uh c- comparing it comparing hypertrophy strength all these various factors with the with the squat and uh turns out his study turned turned out that the squat actually works better squat works better yeah and he posted Shocking. it he posted it said i was wrong well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad he had the integrity to do that. Yep. You know, I've never met that guy. I don't get the impression he's a complete charlatan and a fraud. Right. And if he actually did that, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Tell him I said hello. All right. I don't know right. him, but I will. I don't know him. <laughs> but that's good. It's that weird. I know him. It feels like. <laughs> yeah, Rusty, let him know. Oh, let, let him know we approve. <laughs> Rusty, okay. When he talks to him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we always talk to each other before we go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I bet you, you and the glute right. guy. We send texts. Rusty and the glute guy. Conversation. He always asks me. Contreras thinks he's talking to Stormy. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's what the deal. Yeah, he always asks, how's your glutes doing, man? <laughs> Bro, how's your, how's your glutes? Uh, James Rogers, our friend from the frozen, icy northern I wasteland. Soon to be uh, Oklahoman, I think. That's what he says. I'll be moving in August to start apprenticing at Starting Strength, Oklahoma hey, City. Hey, there we go. Yeah. What are some important things to know about the Oklahoma, North Texas area so I can fit in? The word is pronounced about. <laughs> it's not a boot. boot. And try to not it's, say sorry so it's much. It's about, yeah. Sorry. Or use guys. Right. Don't say use, use guys. guys. Don't say use guys. I don't think they, they say that up there. Use guys? Use guys? You guys? Really? No, that's kind of a Northeast United States thing. Definitely a boot and sorry. A boot. You don't want to. Sorry. Although I don't remember don't James saying sorry a lot. Don't apologize just reflexively. That looks yeah. bad. Just say your thing. You know, big strong guy like James shouldn't be apologizing. Right. Yeah. You know, instead of apologizing to the guy, just hit him. Yeah. Yeah. It's really it's really weird to see our friend Steve Ross. You know, he's like eight feet tall. 
Yeah. Big, big, strong. Well, he's not big. He's skinny, but he's very strong. He's very strong. Very strong. And, and got, to, obviously got acromegaly. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> he, he looks like Abraham Lincoln. You know. <laughs> but he's the most big polite man on man. earth. Nicest guy in like, Europe. Hey, Steve, There's how you no doing? He's like, about it. how you doing, Steve? And he's like, sorry, I'm good. <laughs> he says, sorry, just immediately. That's every single time. Just the culture. Hey, what know. did he do before he started coaching? He's professional basketball. That's what I thought. Because because I, I when I first met him, you know, I knew he was tall. I know he's that tall. Yeah. And yeah, I, he's a good dude though. He's and I couldn't help but go. What is he six eight or nine? Six eight, I think. Yeah. I couldn't help but go. He's a great he, fucking guy. Yeah. But, but you know, Abraham Lincoln, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> I couldn't help but ask or say, "Wow, you're taller than I thought you were." And he says, "Yeah, it helped me in my last job." But I didn't ask what his last job was. <laughs> He's a roofer. Hung sheetrock. Put put this pack. <laughs> Man, Oklahoma's Oklahoma's a cool place. I like it more and more. You know, especially you know, compared to, to any place that Californians are uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm okay with. Yeah, Oklahoma's cool. He's okay with. God. Oh, brother. man. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. <sighs> Rob Ruyard. Am I pronouncing that correctly, you think? Sounds right to me. Brulard. Well, you know, two L's are typically pronounced with kind of a Y sound. Bruyard. Rob Ruyard. Question regarding right leg Achilles tendinopathy. Is there a method you know of which is as successful as your tennis elbow loading program? Five nine two fifteen forty seven. Typically lift two days a week, and that has been my sole method of exercise other than walking for three years. If it matters, here are my numbers. Uh, press two hundred five, bench is three thirty five, uh, deadlift four eighty five, haltings and rack pulls and stuff, squats four fifty five. Okay, about a year ago, no obvious cause, my right Achilles tendon began aching. It is accompanied by the pump bump. What do you think that means? What's a pump bump? Never heard the term. Never never heard of a pump pump bump. bump? All right, this occurred over 15 years ago when I ran quite a bit, and I was able to repair the tendon with aggressive heel drops, 100 a day over several weeks. Jesus. This time the tendon is incredibly irritable. I had an ultrasound by a physiatrist to confirm there is no tear. I attempted to rehab again, and under under the guidance of a physical therapist, I did some instrumental instrument assisted soft tissue work. I worked on my foot position mechanics and had a few good days. As we tried to progress my loading program, it did not improve, and continues to be irritable. Tomorrow I'm getting. A prolotherapy injection as I limped around during my family vacation. Thoughts? And why did one of my Achilles tendons develop this when all I do are barbell exercises? Man, Rob, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I can't tell you what's going on. Uh, Probably wasn't the barbell training. Well, it, it, no, it, it probably wasn't. He didn't mention a, 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 a serious dynamic injury to the area that would have started this process off. So, And surely he would have included Dad had that happened. 
uh, and he's been through all of the standard stuff that you use to deal with tendon injuries. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I would say that with this kind of a presentation, uh, I would be concerned about a tendon rupture. I'd be real careful about what I did in terms of like jumping, that sort of thing. Don't jump. Don't play basketball. Don't do stupid things that involve rapid deceleration of the lower body, rapid acceleration of the lower body. Don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, If the thing is already irritated and hot, it is more prone to rupture than a healthy tendon. Just so, just keep that in mind. Now, I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. It might be interesting to have an MRI of that thing. I don't know what it would show you, but if you've got some detachment at the calcaneus already, it might show that if you've got, you know, separation of fibers in the belly of the tendon, it might show that. Just be interesting. It's just one more diagnostic tool to provide more data about the situation. But in terms of what the hell to do about it, Rob, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that you don't want to rupture it. I know that personally. You don't want to rupture it. It's a pain in the ass. And uh, I'd, I'd have to ask you some more pointed questions about your injury history. And anything else he started doing? I mean, did he start doing uh, Olympic lifts? Did he start running all of a sudden? Did he start, I don't know, doing wearing goofy shoes or some shit? Yeah, I don't know. Every environmental input would need to be investigated. So maybe you need to think about this more, Rob. All right. We'll definitely start, I mean, keep training. Yeah. Don't stop training. You're not going to hurt it doing squats and deadlifts yeah or presses you're not going to hurt it doing that it's yeah. not where you injure these things yep yeah. and anytime i've had any kind of achilles shit going on it's a deadlift squat helps it <clears throat> you know for sure people do not understand until they rupture achilles they don't understand the contribution of the soleus and the gastrox to the squat and the deadlift yeah. they don't ever even think about it when I was on my feet wearing uh, dress shoes in a former life, I uh, uh, when I started training, my plantar fasciitis went away mm-hmm. when I started training, um, and that was it was bad. I mean, I had it for years; it was real bad. Really, years? I only had it for about four months one time, but it yeah. was it would awful. it would it would it would come and go. It you was, know, it was one of those deals. awful. Yeah, it God sucks. Almighty. That sucks. Oh man, we, when we bought the gym down there, and I was on a ladder every day for about four months. It was. Boy, that's tough. Yep. That that man, that hurts. Yeah, it's not any fun. It's just it not sucks. any fun at all. Oh, I got off the ladder and went away. Yep. A couple of days. Went away. Yep. Healed right up. All right now. Davidus Gulbinus. Hmm. Believe it or not. Appreciate your work. On bench press, I have my best PR sets done with some bouncing of the chest. 
off the chest, I think he means. I don't think I get much from the balance. Yeah, you do. Off the chest musculature, rather the additional force coming from the stretch reflex itself. Well, you're getting some help from both of them. You're getting some help from both of them. If if you do a dead stop, you can't bench as much because you you kill your stretch reflex. That's absolutely true. But lots and lots of guys are happy to use their rib cage as a trampoline. <laughs> and uh, this does two things. Uh, first, it uh, gives you an inflated number on your bench press. And second, it will eventually, you're going to fuck something up and you're going to break a rib or you're starting up one of the two. You, you, you also your ribs stop your heart. <laughs> you, also get that. A, you also get a real <laughs> shitty bar path. Yes, it's not consistent. Yeah, yeah. So what what ends up ha- even for the guys that don't end up in, end up injuring themselves, the uh, you you hit a hard wall on the bench because you haven't learned to control the bar, yeah. and it gets heavy enough, it's going to move slower, and you you haven't learned to right. control it. And, and then gonna, one day it's just going to stay down there. It's just yeah, it just stops moving. Yeah, just quit doing that. It's dumb. All right, so I'm bouncing. Let's see, quite a few strong guys pointed out to me that I'm bouncing and cheating, and that this would lead to tearing muscles or tendons. Now, both of them had shoulder injuries due to benching. To me, this isn't a good enough argument to stop doing this without proper analysis. So I'd like your opinion on this. To me, it seems logical that overloading and using stretch reflex would make supporting musculature tendons stronger and less prone to injuries as long as consistent training and not overusing with light weights. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I need to see a video. I want to see the extent to which you're yeah, because the guys it. might be wrong about it, right? They, he might not yeah. actually be bouncing it. You might not be bouncing. I don't know. I, I can't take your word for this because I've been lied to too many times. I've, my girlish laughter is gone, right? So what I need to see is a video, and uh, and then I could tell you more about it. If you're bouncing off of your rib cage, you're you're just a dumbass. Don't you're you're gonna hurt yourself. You have to have had a broken sternum before, before you understand how much that hurts and how bad it fucks up the rest of your training. You know, uh, I would, but I, but I, I can't, I can't tell you just from this piece of paper what's going on. All right. Now let's see here, David Roberts. In several past episodes, you have responded to the haters that comment on the size of your belly by stating that you could reduce your waist circumference if you wanted. Please expound on the process you would follow to accomplish this task. Many of us that suffer from the same malady would like to know (laughs) what to do so we'd be better ambassadors for the SS method. Nick may want to weigh in on this as well. Clever. (laughs) Clever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too many puns this one yeah it's, it's, this is getting, old. It's getting, out of, getting out of control getting out of hand yeah. all right if i wanted to reduce the size of my waist what i would do is i would go on the adkins diet i've used it before it's incredibly effective at dropping body fat it's a fun way to do it lots of meat lots of meat yep you know i just I just am not that I'm not near as concerned about my waist as you guys are. 
Why are y'all worried about my waist so much? Hmm? Do you, do you secretly want me? Is that what it is? I'm not talking to you. You think they you? want me? Oh, them. <laughs> <laughs> you think that they want me? Don't look at other boys and, and comment on their, on their physique or anything like that. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. It's just, you know, it just raises a bunch of eyebrows. Yeah. Right? Uh, the advantage what of- I would do is I would go on the Atkins diet. I'd go on a keto, keto diet. Any of the I'd have to quit drinking as much though. I get home and I like to have a couple of drinks. Yeah, it piles it up, right? And it, it piles it's up calories. Bunch of calories. <clears throat> yeah. You know. Anything that has a, a name and a diet is uh, think think of the so so the re- people the reason people ask these questions is because they want to know what what the best way to do it the, mm-hmm. the best and you know this is from Stan Efforting it's whatever you know what does he say compliance is the science yeah doesn't fucking matter what you do just do something and stick with it mm-hmm. stick um, with it don't weaken right right so th- anything that's like paleo diet Atkins diet vertical diet those are all think of them as hacks ways to make eating less work with your life right mm-hmm. so there's it's it's not magic just pick something right. and, and stick with it because you, know, you could eat everything that you're eating now and just eat less of it and uh, and it'll work you lose weight right okay let's see Chris Gomez says, Rip, can we please get more Bachelor cooking videos? We're doing one this week, right? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. What are we doing this week? You uh, suggested biltong last time we talked. Oh, yeah. Steph wanted to do the biltong thing. I hadn't decided on that yet. It's not a lot of cooking involved. Yeah, isn't that just drying it out? Yeah. You just dry it in the oven or something? Just preparing the meat. You know, you put some pepper and salt on it you actually you dry right. it in the oven though or how do you dry i don't know i would just hang it oh, okay air dry it built on is good done. i mean i haven't had real built i buy it from the store and it's good way better than jerky fuck jerky it's uh you know it's it's just air dried it was it's built on is from africa the first time i've heard of it was in uh, peter hathaway capsticks book oh right he talks yeah. about it all the yeah, time yeah and what they would do is make elephant meat built on and uh, you just cut their lean meat into long strips, you know, about half inch by half inch. And uh, you salt it, which controls the bacteria. And you put black pepper, coarse ground black pepper on it, which keeps the flies off. And you just, just air dry it. Yeah, it's good stuff. Works just fine. It's good. It's handy, you know. A couple of pieces is lunch. Right. You know? Uh, I don't know. I don't. There's just not a lot of show involved in that, so yeah, I don't yeah. know if we're going to do it or right. not. I have to dream up something. No, but cooking shows are on. Are, are uh, cooking definitely going to keep going to keep coming? So, yeah, we yeah. keep doing the cooking shows. Right. Because <clears throat> you know why? Because we like to eat. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> just like I previously said. We, <laughs> eat too much all right uh and other than that this last question doesn't look interesting to me so i'm not gonna fuck with it uh and at any rate we're 
What time is it? Don't know. What, hour and a half, you think? It's like when you were a kid and you go to the movies and you leave and it's dark outside. You're like, what the dark hell? Time. What happened to the sun? What happened? Where's the sun? Yeah. Is it the end of the world? I bet the sun's still out there, guys. It's somewhere besides here, though. It's 4.02 Central Time. And here's just so you people in uh, the snowy mountains of Canada will know, uh, <laughs> right now here in Wichita Falls, in Wichita Falls, it's 109. 109. Look at that, man. And there's not even like a warning thing. That's the thing about Wichita Falls. There's yeah, no so it's just a heat warning. There's no heat no warning. No siren thing. going off or yeah. anything. It just you know? says it's 109. Just and you know, how it is. The, <laughs> you know. You know I, get a, I get a deal from, here before. My, <laughs> from my radar, which is my favorite weather app, that says excessive heat warning. Excessive heat warning. What? It's 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 June, late June, first of July in Wichita Falls. It's hot. It's always hot. It will always be hot. When it's 98 degrees in Wichita Falls, that's unusually cool. Yeah. It's just the way it is here. You know, but, you know, it gets better. Yeah. I mean, really, honestly, no shit. Our weather is, is really bad for about three, three and a half months, and that's about it. It's all. not even that bad. The, uh, Shit, I, I'll take this any day over that fucking humidity in the Midwest. Yeah, no, it's just. It's yeah. just I mean, it sucks. It's hot, but you can get in the shade and be okay here. Yeah, <clears throat> really, you can. Get a little breeze going. You know. It's all the breezes there. Yeah, <clears throat> and I actually didn't have a air conditioner in my house till 1999. Old farmhouse I used to live in. I lived out there for 23 years, and I didn't had a fan. Yeah, yeah. Had a fan. You just adapt. Right. You know. And I was younger, which makes a big giant that helps difference. for sure. Big giant ass difference. Yep. You know. Well, I don't guess we have anything else to talk about, do we? Probably ought to just shut up then. Just shut up and just the way we stop. We ought to do the show is just I'll just 